You are listening to Alter Echo, a scripture and message podcast with pastors Andy Smith and Kim Kylo of St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA, Lakeville, Minnesota. Thanks for joining us and worshiping with us. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to St. John's Lutheran Church, Alter Echo Sermon Podcast. This is the scripture reading and the message for Sunday, January 1st of 2023. Oh my goodness, everybody, this week between Christmas and New Year's just breezes by in some ways. And in other ways, time does not exist in this week, but here we are and 2023 is upon us. Little known, perhaps to you, it was to me, but when... The first of the year of January actually falls on a Sunday. We celebrate this day in a different way in the church and in the lectionary, and we observe what is called the name of Jesus Sunday. So let's dig in, shall we? Our scripture is, I'm going to read them both actually because they're pretty short. The first one, if you have your Bible, you can open up to the book of Galatians in the New Testament, chapter 4, verses 4 through 7, which reads like this. When the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as God's children. And because you are children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a child. And if a child, then also an heir through God. Here ends the reading. And the gospel for this day is Luke chapter 2, if you'd like to flip to that book in your Bible starting with verse 15. When the angels had left Mary and Joseph and the baby, and, I don't know, let me say that again. (laughs) Sorry. When the angels had left the shepherds and had gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So the shepherds went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. And when they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned to their fields, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. And after eight days had passed, it was time to circumcise the child. And he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Dear friends, this is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. This may have been more recently for me than it is for some of you, people of God, But do you remember how hard it is to try to decide on a name for a baby? To come up with a name that you like the sound of next to your family name? A name 
that you can tolerate saying over and over and over again, particularly once that baby becomes a toddler and needs a lot of interacting with. You know, and then when you're naming a baby, you also have to rule out all of the names of, forgive me here, the people with whom you have a negative prior experience. Like, well, we can't name him this because I know a person who has that name and I do not like that person very much. For example, have there really been that many babies named Herod or Caesar or Judas in a couple thousand years? Probably not too many. And you're supposed to pick out this name for this brand new human before you even know them? Before you know their personality and who they actually are? Of all the hard tasks that Mary and Joseph faced as the parents of the divine savior, choosing his name was not a responsibility that was tasked to them. This job, naming the baby, that would be called Jesus, was taken care of well before Mary and Joseph were even included in the conversation that Jesus was going to exist. Have you ever noticed how many times in the Gospels the specific name of the baby Jesus is mentioned before he's even born? If we go back and look through Matthew and Luke, the two Gospels that actually talk about the birth of Jesus, in the way we hear the Christmas story, that is, every time in those Gospels that an angel speaks about the soon-to-be-birthed baby Savior, the angel mentions specifically what the baby's name will be. In the Gospel of Luke, when the angel speaks to Mary and announces and asks if she would be the mother of the Savior, the baby is described and named as Jesus, who will be great, who will be called Son of the Most High, who will have the throne of his ancestor David, that he will be holy, and he will be the Son of God. All this is described about the baby who isn't even conceived yet. If you jump over to the Gospel of Matthew, when an angel comes to Joseph to convince him to, to stick it out with Mary and the baby, the angel describes to Joseph that the baby will be named Jesus and that Jesus will save his people from their sins, that he will be called Emmanuel, which means God is with us. If you continue reading in the Gospel of Matthew, when the wise men appear to King Herod, who doesn't really like the idea of a competing king, by the way, even a baby king, the wise men tell Herod that the child who has been born is king of the Jews, and that this child will shepherd his people. And once more, going back to the Gospel of Luke, when the angel appears to the shepherd after the birth of Jesus, the angel announces that the baby is the Savior, the Messiah. All of these things we get to learn about the name of Jesus mostly before he's born, but also right around the time of his birth. So 
just for reflection's sake today, I want to ask you this. Would Jesus have been Jesus if he had been given a different name? If the angels hadn't made it abundantly clear that this will be the name of the baby, would he have become the same Savior? This, would he have been this kind of Messiah, ruler, king? The name of this baby, and probably of each baby, is very important. But when it comes to this particular child, his name foretells two things. First, his divine identity. In other words, that he is God. And his name foretells his mission, his purpose, his plan, his function in and for the world. So let's think about each of those things, shall we? First, his identity. Jesus' name tells that Jesus is God. Fully, completely, thoroughly, through and through, not second tier or second class or partially God or God-like. His name, Jesus, clarifies that that Jesus is God revealed to us and to the world in plain sight. No longer in partial image or only in a representative form, but that Jesus is 100% completely God in the flesh, in full measure. God that we can see with our own eyes, that we can hear with our own ears, that we can speak to with our own voice. Jesus is the full and complete revealing of who God is for us and with us. To make it really clear and to clear up any questions or confusion or issues, Jesus is God's self. The name of Jesus clarifies his identity. But, like I said before, it also clarifies his mission, his job, his purpose. The name of Jesus tells us that he saves his people, that he rescues us from a whole bunch of things, certainly from sin, but also from suffering and from shame. Jesus, in his very name, delivers you and me and everyone in the whole world from all things that harm and kill us. Jesus holds nothing back, but gets the job done forever and ever, not in a temporary or temporal way, not just for those who lived and witnessed his life firsthand, but for all people of all times and places. Jesus is eternal so that we might truly live and be forgiven and live a redeemed life in the light of God's love and grace. There is a relatively new companion to the hymnal called All Creation Sings, and it was published in 2020 by Augsburg Fortress, the publishing house of our church body. In this hymnal, there is a list, 
of 100 scriptural images and names for God. Meaning, 100 names for God in the Bible. I'm not going to read you all of them, but in addition to what we hear about the name of Jesus, because Jesus is fully God, I think it's also worth it for us to hear these other biblical names and images for God in the Bible. Just a few. In the Bible, God, and also thus Jesus, is glory, hope, strength, truth. In the Bible, God, and thus Jesus, also is a cloud, light, our morning star, rain, shade, sun, vine, wind, bread, drink, our dwelling place, our fortress and fountain and gate, a hiding place, a lamp, a refuge, a shield, a silence, a stronghold, a tower, a way, the word. In the Bible, God and thus also Jesus is a comforting mother, a midwife, a father, a husband, a son. In the Bible, God and thus Jesus is our breath, our hand, our mouth, our advocate, our avenger, our creator and deliverer, our friend, our judge, our keeper, our lawgiver. In the Bible, God and thus Jesus is our servant, our shepherd, our teacher, our warrior, our monster slayer. And that one might be my favorite. This is who we see that Jesus as God in human flesh is and was and will be forever. So every time you speak the name Jesus, you do recall what his name was, yes, but so much more than that. You remember who he was and still is for us and for the whole world. Jesus is God here with us, getting close and making clear as day exactly who God is, that God is love, that Jesus saves and rescues you and me. And one last thing. We heard in the book of Galatians today that because of Jesus, we are all included in the family of God as children through adoption. In other words, because of the name of Jesus, we too are named by God. We receive a new name, and that name is child of God. You and I are adopted into God's family, receiving a full measure of the same equal inheritance as Jesus. And our inheritance includes direct access to God as our divine parent. Our inheritance includes the same as Jesus, full forgiveness of sins and unconditional love. And so, children of God, as co-heirs and adoptees into the family of God because of the birth of Jesus and his name, God calls and empowers us to continue reflecting the image of God that first came to earth in Christ. We get all the benefits and we get to bear the image of God, of the Savior who is born in the world and reflect his love to every single one 
who needs to hear it for the first time and who needs to be reminded of it for the hundredth time or the thousandth time in their life. So when we invoke the name of Jesus, we remember that he is God, that he saves and rescues and redeems us so that we can reveal and reflect that image to everyone. In his name, in Jesus' name, we give all thanks and praise to the one who created us and who sent Jesus to be here with us now and forever. Amen. And now God's word is alive in us again anew. And we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us out into the world in which we live. Everyone, if you wish to give your offering now to support things like this podcast and the work and ministry of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to do that. Please go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat it, sjlcl.org. And up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a little button named Donate. Hit that button and you can give your offering to God and for the work of God in the world through this church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you in advance for the gifts and the offerings that you give. And now as we go on our way, we are sent with the blessing of peace, the benediction. Dear friends, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, till we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. God loves you, everyone. God be with you until next week.